1: Episode 95 of Give Me the Hot Sauce, we did a quick change in the break, as you see us wearing different clothes if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, we want to welcome a very special guest, a good friend of ours and a loyal follower of the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast, our buddy Sean Hickenbottom, who's got an exciting new opportunity. He is now part of the On Time Agency, started by Ramon Sessions, and he's going to be doing some very exciting stuff there. We'll talk about that in a minute, Sean, but first I want to ask you about your time with the Bulls. You come into that organization they had guys long time in place in the media relations department where you started Mm -hmm. out what was that like for you initially trying to trying to get the lay of the land did jeff get coffee for stacy and stuff or what were were your responsibilities
2: no i used to have to get uh popcorn hot dogs (laughs) pop for stacy and neil yeah uh during halftime
0: is that right Yep. You know, you weren't supposed to tell everybody, but, you because know, <laughs> no, no, you're big no, no, time no. now. You don't have to do that. No, Stacy <laughs>
2: Stacey was great, man. Stacy was great. Uh, Tim Hallam, who hired me back in 2008 in the PR department, gave me the opportunity. Um, I loved working for the Bulls. I loved working. Uh, in, it, you know, I, I worked in, in the PR department, of course, for seven years, um, worked with Matt Yob, uh who, who was phenomenal. Um, and then I, I transferred over to the basketball ops department and, in 2015, and um, no, I mean it was it was great. I mean, Stacy used to we used to go on road trips, and Stacy would always take me to he would take me to dinner, take me to Capitol strip umbrella, club. He'd take me Mark, to Mark, Mark. <laughs> this man is married. Mark, this man is married. Mark. No, 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 no. Stacy, Stacy would. I mean, I, to be honest with you, early on in my career with the Bulls, I mean, Stacy was like my big brother. Like yeah. I mean, we, when we, we when we used to go to Oklahoma City. I would always go hang out with it was him and then his his whole crew from childhood from college like yeah. la we go to roscoe's with some of his best friends like i mean stacy would stacy was again like he was my big brother so
0: i'll tell you what your checks in the mail um <laughs> america i'm gonna tell you this this guy he's being modest this guy I, when he first came in he was you know a young kid bright eyes just energetic and he's leaving an old man. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he he came in. He, I we gravitated very quickly. And um, I remember being on the road trips, and and we'd be out, and I'd be watching them. I and we stay in these five star hotels, and very expensive. You know, room service, everything's very expensive, and you know, well, Sean was you know counting pennies. You know, he's he's <laughs> counting pennies. Like he didn't that, get the per diem. Huh? No, no, Sean be like, okay, Sean, no. okay, if I spend twenty dollars here, <laughs> I was trying to go, go to yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm like, hey, man, come on, what are you doing? What are you doing? Let's go eat. Let's go eat. So I would, I made it a point to take him out every single time that we were on the road. So he didn't have to spend his little money. Yeah. Because um, I know how hard it was for him because he was on the bottom of the totem pole at the time. So, and he's worked himself up. This is one of the hardest working guys. Um, I've ever been around. I mean, I've seen him go from, you know, being the last guy on the totem pole. Okay, we got some people in the background just dropping pins and, and things around. Okay, Throat dude, punch. Throat punch coming. <laughs> throw punch coming, America. It's coming. It's coming. I don't know whose response. I'm not throwing anybody on the bus, but it might have been Nick. Nick? Slick Nick? Did you do it, Nick? Okay. All right. Oh, Nick just dropped down over Oh, my goodness. He just snitched over. Snitches get snitches, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Snitch. So, so, but, you know, to see him ascend to the level that he is at, uh, it's been amazing. Um, Seeing him go from the PR department to see him, you know, working with the players, uh, the liaison with the players, their family. Um, You know, I, I go back a few years ago where we were in New York City, and Sean, you know, did this thing and set up this thing for the players and their parent, their moms to come. It was the mom's trip. Yeah. No one has ever done that in an organization. Yeah. And I thought that was the coolest thing, one of the greatest ideas. Mothers get to come to New York City, get the chance to experience New York City, spend time with their sons. Um, and it was done up so, so well. And, you know, Sean was the big reason why that happened. Thank you, Stace. Thank you.
2: <laughs> hey when
1: i first met sean he was uh so welcoming and, and said what can i do to help make your job easier and i'm like wow that's a different attitude i didn't usually get this around here because dating back to the jordan years it was like it was almost like the media relations department's job was to wall the media away keep them away from michael and scotty and dennis at the time who yeah, was yeah, was, yeah, yeah. was wacky as can be but yeah. uh, that was before your time but what was it, what was the balancing act like for you? Because you're trying you're trying to help the media. Nobody likes the media, so you know your basic job is to, is to protect the players, just get them to be presented in the best possible light. How did you handle that balancing act?
2: Yeah, I mean it goes back to building relationships. I mean uh, I'm a big proponent of that, and whether it be with the players or or with the media, I I you know I don't I players are people just like media, and right. I think I mean me. Treating the media just just like no, just like normal people, and in, in building relationships and friendships, like it's you know that, that's I mean that's that's kind of like how I how I how I balance that.
1: We so couldn't I mean. wait to get the hell out of there, get the basketball ops. <laughs> ah, ah, no, no 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 no. I
2: I I love the media. Like I as soon as I switched over, like the biggest thing that, that I missed was just being around the media and the relationships. And, you know, I, I, I don't think I was – I, I was around you because of travel, but, like, I wasn't around you and Neil, Bill, and Chuck like like, uh, like I was before, you know, and the Casey Johnsons of the world, and Joe Colley and Vinny and, you know, mm-hmm.
0: like, like, I, I have Man, great – not that guy's name on my show. Who's yeah. that, Vinny? Joe Colley. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, sorry. a throw punch. That's, that's a real throw punch <laughs> right there. Sorry, oh, sorry. my God. Sorry. 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 Do we have a beeper? Like, can we, we, we can out? edit that out. We, we fix that, that in okay. editing. Okay. Yeah. all right, all right. All right. All right. Okay. Um, That's his relationship, not ours. <laughs> I should have said Nick, huh? Instead. Yeah, we <laughs> love Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Nick yeah. still owes Stacey he, yeah. a steak dinner. dinner yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. he's a friend of the program. Yeah. Nick still owes me food. He'll pay. Yeah, well, yeah, he's going to pay, all right. Don't worry about that. He owes you that because the Bulls finished...
1: Better than the, than, Knicks. The
0: Knicks. Yes, right. than the Knicks. Yes, higher than the Knicks. He's still slurping on Tom Thibodeau, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So but I'm yeah. going to get that back. Don't worry about it. He's going to get that. So tell our listeners a little bit, Sean, like somebody who wants to get into – you know, into media relations, uh, basketball ops, tell them how you got into this and, and you know, what did you study in school? You know, cause we have a lot of young kids yeah. that, you know, want to listen to the show. They say, hey, you know what, I, I want to do that. I want to be in the PR department. What, what steps did you take to get to that? What did you have to go to school for? So give a little insight about that.
2: Yeah, so I, I graduated from Marquette um, in 2006 and I majored in advertising. So, I again, not sports, but I knew I wanted to get into sports. So, a family friend of mine knew someone who worked for the, for the Milwaukee Bucks in tickets. So, she connected me with that person. Ended up getting an interview with, with the Milwaukee Bucks for a ticket internship. I got the internship. I didn't want to sell tickets. No. I, just, I, I don't it's like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a tough job, yeah. It's a tough job. And especially for the Bucks at yeah, that time. At that time. Um, so, I ended up not taking that, that position. But in my interview, I mentioned to the director of tickets, I said, I, you know, I, I, I would love to do something in PR. So about a week later, I get a call from the from the director of PR for the Bucks. Um, she <laughs> called me and, and she's like, hey, do you wanna come in and, and uh, or, or I, yeah, she offered me to come in to interview for uh, an internship in the PR department. I got that, um, I interned for, for the Milwaukee Bucks in their PR department for two years. And then a job opened up um, with the Bulls in their PR department in 08. Uh, did that, climbed the ladder. Um, John Paxson, Gar Foreman, um, were gra- I mean, Randy Brown as well. Um, they gave me an opportunity in the basketball ops department um, in 2015. I was in basketball ops. I was the director of player and team ops for seven years. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, it's about relationships. It's about networking it's about connecting and just going out there and if the internship doesn't pay that's okay like if if you can do an internship in sports and just meet who who you can and because again it's 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 about who you know it's it's really not about what you know um that would be my advice
0: and he's from illinois it's not so. Anybody out here listening? He's not from Milwaukee or Wisconsin. You know, he's from what high school did you go to? I went to Montini. Kansas, Montini. The cheating,
2: there you go. Cheating football. The Broncos. Team, <laughs> the cheating football
0: team. They cheated. <laughs> cheated they didn't win. Cheated win. I mean, they, they didn't. Beat A lot of state titles over there. They, they didn't beat Driscoll though. Driscoll was around. Not back in the day. No, no back in the day, Driscoll they owned them. That's why we got better. Because Driscoll left, because, because of the because money. Because Driscoll yeah, left, yeah. And, and the Driscoll yeah. kids came to Montini. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why you won. You, you remember that, I huh? do Shout remember that. Shout Louis Porcelino, right? Louis, yes. Hey, oh, yes. what you know about him? Yeah. He's a buddy of mine. Really? Oh.
1: Tim knows everybody. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's six day degrees day of whisper separation. You know? <laughs> That's, we, we play that game on the show just about every week. Hey, now that you've mm-hmm. left the Bulls, you got to share some stories. What are some of the funniest requests you've gotten from players over the years that they asked for your help with?
2: I can't tell you a lot cuz I got to kill you. Yeah.
1: Well, you you don't have to mention any names. Just just give me some funny things that a player may have said, "Hey, I need help with this."
2: This isn't funny, but this is just like, "Wow." So, we are on the road, I used to do tickets. So, if a, if a, if each player gets Two comp tickets. If, yeah. if they if if we run out of our comps, they have to buy. So we were in I wanna say we were like in LA, which is a tough ticket. So a player came to me and was like, Hey, I need I need X amount of tickets. So I was like, All right, so so normally we put it on a credit card. So he goes, so I, I go, Hey, can I you know let me get your credit card? He's like, No, go look in my bag. <laughs> I was like, Huh? Snaking it. He said he said he said, <laughs> Go look in my bag and just get what you need. And I go, Okay. So the tickets were like three grand. Yeah, I go to his bag. There's like fifty thousand dollars in cash. In- no oh, way! Wow. So I'm like,
0: uh, okay, let me just take three grand.
1: <laughs> Who's carrying fifty grand in cash? I can't. See it was Stacy's t- t- bag there, again. You know
0: what? Hey, you'd be surprised, Mark. <laughs> oh my Seriously, god, it's You'd crazy. be surprised. Like crazy. MJ used to do that too. Really? MJ really? was. I mean, listen. I we were in LA and we had played the Lakers and then MJ lost, uh, left ten thousand dollars, a wad rolled up with a rubber band left $10,000 underneath his locker room stall. We go to Phoenix the next day. Um, MJS, I think it was Mark Fowle, like, hey, you know, you got that money. You Did know, I give it to you? And he's like, no, you didn't give it to me. And he's like, well, we're, I don't know where it's at. I, I lost 10 grand. So he said, well, I'll call the Lakers and find out if anybody, you know, picked it up. So, he calls the Lakers, uh, you know, the equipment manager. And they said, yeah, one of the ball boys picked it up. He's got it right here. You know, he, he turned it in. Oh, man. I was like, that's a stupid mind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but, hey, there's still some honest people yeah, out that's, there, Yeah, that's America. a good thing. I would have done it, but there's still some honest people out there. So, he hits his $10,000, and he they sent it back to, to Phoenix. And so, wow. you know, we're all sitting there like, okay, MJ going to give him, like, a couple of grand for find, finding finding the shoes. He should have gave him the whole 10K. That's what I said, too. That's what we all said. Yeah. So, he gave him a pair of autograph shoes some autographed Jordans and then uh that'd be
2: uh, worth a little bit yeah yeah
1: (laughs) give give us another story you know the the Bulls course rebuilt after Jimmy left he had a bunch of young guys getting their feet wet in the NBA tell us some story about those young guys trying to get used to life in the NBA and how'd you help that group young
2: guys young guys let's see um some of my favorite Bobby Portis I'm trying to think I don't have good stories like they were all about
1: Lowry Chris Dunn Zach
2: No, I mean, it was more like the D Rose, Boozer, Ronnie Brewer, CJ Watson. Like those guys were, I mean, I I was close to, to, to all the guys, but like the good stories would, I mean, that I can, that I can tell you. Um, I, I don't know. Like, Oh, oh, here's one. Oh, great. This is just a, 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 a nice story. So, um, it was after maybe the 20, uh, maybe 2013 season, uh, Carlos Boozer had invited me down to Miami where he stays in, hold the, that. in the summer yes, exactly. <laughs> 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 hold that, hold that. and, uh, and he ended up like, he bought my flight. He put me up at the fountain blue, like my boys came, we partied like, I know it's not a great story, but like, it's just, it's a testament of to, to who booze is, um, I can't think of any good stories. I'm sorry. Like well, maybe won't we'll come to you.
1: And Boozer's like two kids now. Are, are, are top
0: recruits? I know. And I know, that's something. I know. I know. The way you're acting is like you're hatering. No, 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 no. What I've, about I've, the time uh, Carlos, I've, I've, I've uh, about
1: Carlos uh, spray painted his head in Boston or whatever? That was, that was. terrible.
2: Awful. That's
1: Awful. Did anybody thing. catch that before he went on the court and like what? Uh, what's up oh, with yeah,
2: that? I, I think he was trying in the in the locker in the locker room before the game trying to um, to. To wash it out.
1: That was frightening. That was a bad, bad Beijing <laughs> that job. That was a bad look.
2: That was on national TV, too. You know, was. You know that was a, that was an afternoon game in Boston on ABC. You oh, know, my goodness. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's yes.
0: that's the, I mean, you just might as well went to a hair club for men. Yeah, it's, it was
2: funny, though, because that next year we had Nate Robinson and Nate took a Sharpie
0: on Booze's bobblehead and just just um, the head. Yeah, Nate, Nate was funny. Yeah. It's, it's, talk a little bit about, you know, because you were there during the D-Rose, the D-Rose prime years yeah. and, and how much fun that was for you, uh, you know, working there and being part of all that. Because no, it was fun that, for
2: me. That was so much fun. I, like, those are some of my, my favorite years. Like, the that 2010-2011 team that won 62 games. I mean, every, like, I, I think I, so in PR back then, we, we split the travel. But I was a low man, so, like, I did maybe, like, I think I did, like, 35 games. So, like, I was on the road all the time, and when we would go, we would pull into a city, it would be, I mean, I know it wasn't the Jordan years, but, like, there would be people, there'd be be people outside the hotel, like, like, it's crazy. Like, Derek, like, we literally went into every game thinking we weren't going to lose. Like, it was, it was so much fun. Uh, That was a really good, good group of guys. Like, I still keep in touch with damn near all of them. Um... Yeah, it was just it was so much fun, and, and especially to experience that 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 winning. You know, so. Think
1: there's any chance Derek will finish his career here in Chicago?
2: I don't know. I hope so. Um, I, I, I think so. Maybe. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I think there's a slim chance. He's
1: kind of in a weird spot right now. Yeah. You know, they brought in Brunson. There's rumors yeah. they're gonna trade for Mitchell, and yeah. he's kind of lost over and, there. And I think you could he get d- traded back to Utah, like he was there for a cup of coffee. Though, yeah, he?
2: I mean, he's got one more year this year, and he's got a team option next year, so. Yeah, maybe they don't that'd be a great story. Yeah, that, that'd happen. be phenomenal.
0: He can still play. Yeah, he, he can still play. And yeah. he can still he can still do things at a high level, maybe not on a, on a consistent basis that we're so used to seeing. But as far as his overall game has evolved into being a true point guard now, like he's a true point guard. He gets you gets everybody involved. He can score and still go 94 feet with the yeah. best of them. So um, I, I would like to see him retire as a bull, um, you know, but who knows? Who knows? Um you know, I mean, people, I just had an argument the other day about, is he a Hall of Famer? And it's like, why isn't he? Yeah, why not? Why right. not? I mean, the, he's the youngest MVP. Um, and that was when, you know, LeBron James was at his highest point. You know what I'm saying? is like, You know, we always say that superhero level. Um, I know those injuries, if he had not gotten hurt, you know, what have, could have, should have. But had he not gotten hurt, you wouldn't even, the discussion wouldn't even be there. He'd still be, you know, a top five player in the league right now with the things that he did.
2: I do think, regardless of if he comes back or not, we need, or we, uh, I don't even work there anymore, the Bulls need to do something like they did for him, for Joe and maybe even at, at a higher They retired
1: level. at number one.
2: They need to retire. But it's, it's crazy, because there's only, what, there's four numbers up there? Yeah.
1: There's not many. Yeah, they, I think that's they it. They should four, do yeah.
2: some type of ring of honor or retire more jerseys or, or something. But yes, he should be up there for sure.
1: Hey, let's talk about your new gig. Yeah. You've moved on, uh, to on time agency, uh, Ramon sessions the founder of that you're the vice president of operations. I think is your title. What is that going to involve for you?
2: Honestly? So we're a startup startup company and I'm literally like a Jack of all trades. So I'm, I'll be doing some recruiting. I'll be doing some, um, you know, marketing. I'll be doing just a little bit of everything just to help build the company. Um, and I think that that's something like me and me and Sash had a really good relationship, um, you know, coming up, he, he was in Milwaukee. I was, a, uh, it was, it was my second year in Milwaukee and we just built our relationship th- throughout the last couple years. And I think we, we, the biggest thing for us is white glove service and building relationships with not not only our clients but also their 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 families. Like I, I think that's a really important thing and that's something that that we plan to do and and, and grow our our business.
1: What about washed up poopers cuz Tim's looking for an agent?
2: Whispers? Yeah. Come on over, buddy. <laughs> I your guy, you. <laughs> we got you.
1: Celebrity impersonators. How about an agent for Christopher Walken? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs>
0: that's great okay, i could do some voicemail message machines <laughs> 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 yes. hey that's yeah. big now that's
1: oh, huge could be a new career for you yeah oh, yeah, yeah
0: that, that's that's he ain't lying about that that's <laughs> you can make some money off doing that so so sean you know we talked we talked when you were you know thinking about making this move and you know you've had opportunities in the past um to make some moves and leave you know leave the bulls leave the job of security and everything And we talked this summer, you know, about the possibility of you leaving and and doing this with on time. Um, How difficult was that for you? You know, knowing that you grew up kind of in the Bulls organization uh, and then you've established yourself. And then now here's an opportunity. You you, you don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty about it.
2: It's a big risk. It's a big risk.
0: Huge. But but the possibility of being part of something special is there yeah absolutely yeah that's that's what i i I can see why you did that no
2: yeah i mean trust me stace i mean we i i called you quite a bit like it was a very hard decision um again been with the bulls for 14 years security like you said i kind of i was climbing the ladder there I, i was one of the longest tenured people there loved, loved the job, loved the players, loved my bosses. But like, I just think it was like in, in my, I'm, I'm, I'm 38 years old and it was just something, it was just time. It was time to try something new. It was time to be uncomfortable so I can grow. Um, and again, I'm not saying I was, yes, I was comfortable with the bulls because I'd been there 14 years and it was a, uh, like you said, it was, it was, it was secure. Um, but again, it's just something that uh you know, that excited me and, and sessions is, like he's one of the most stand-up dudes in the world. Like he's phenomenal. Like not only he's did he have a 11-year career, but he's you know just he's done so much stuff off the court, and he's just a very impressive guy. And I feel like the relationships that he have that that he has the 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 ones that that I have like and we just come together and we can just grow and the sky's the limit for us
1: last thing for me uh you were brought into the organization when uh, john and gar were in place and and that was the guys that you kind of learned basketball ops from but then the changeover in the organization ak comes in with mark eversley maybe uh, you could give the the fans your take on the on what the organization the future of the organization looks like with those guys in charge
2: honestly i, I think the is the limit for the bulls like ak and mark what they did in that one year just to flip our roster. And to make us competitive and to get the and to get the city excited again, like it's like it, that was, it was it, w- it was great to be a part of and it was something great to see. Um, loved working with John and Gar. Like they they gave me an opportunity. Um, I just I mean I just think it was time for a change as well. Um, but I I think the 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 Bulls are in really good hands with with Mark and AK and like they again they're they're phenomenal people. Like like they took me out to like I resigned on a I want to say it was like June 1st and they took me to a nice dinner on like June 18th. We talked. We like I like I consider them like uh, they're they're friends, and I, I'm gonna continue to build my relationship with them because. In my new in my new endeavor, like I'm going to need that relationship.
1: Absolutely, so, um, and they're aggressive too. They they're looking to make this team as, as good as possible.
2: Absolutely. So they they want it now, and I, I know the the city of Chicago wants it now, and I, I think if, if the city of Chicago just continues to be patient, like it's it's going to happen.
0: So, ah, yeah. The Sean's in the agent business. I, I told him that we were talking on the way over here today. I told him that you know he's got the inside on our little nephews.
1: Okay. There you go. Yeah, I want them. Yeah, so <laughs> I, so
0: he when it's when the time comes. I'm since I know him and I'm, he'll be one of the people. We I just want a to seat at the table. That's all. That's at, right. You, you got there, brother. You got there. Cause you know what? Yeah. You're really like family, man. You know, you know it's, it's hard to get return phone calls from him now because he's, you know, he's big, time. big time you know, agent. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, you know, he went from driving a Hyundai to a, to a, <laughs> a, to, a to a, to a Mercedes wagoneer. Stuffing yeah. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how much he climbed up the ladder. Jeez. You know, you know, he, he was driving around in one of the little smart cars in the beginning, you know, <laughs> And now, you know, now he's driving around in like this, you know, expensive cars. He got stars yeah. on the ceiling. That's you know, all I'm going to say, America, he got stars on the ceiling. So, you know what kind of car he drives. Don't sleep. This is still my big bro. Yes, yeah. I am.
1: I am. Hey, <laughs> a boo should hook you up with his two kids.
2: Yeah. Um, I w- that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I have reached out to booze and we, we, me and Sessions, I actually had dinner with him uh, in Orlando late June, so. I don't know. We'll see. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be phenomenal. Hey, you Comes
0: talked full a lot circle. Of, I know, I know. You I know. talked a lot about relationships, and I've just got a question for you because you're an expert in this. I wouldn't if, say expert. If but you've <laughs> been in like a 30 year abusive relationship, <laughs> what, what, should you, what should you do about it? Get out, whispers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, hey.
0: I'm glad you told me that because I'm getting ready to get out of this relationship with Whispers. Hey, <laughs> Whispers, I'm glad you asked that question because I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do about his this 30-year relationship that's abusive, okay? He's a narcissist, and he gaslights me. Oh, my wanna, goodness. I just want to say basically, he flips the tables. Thank isn't it? you for answering. Thank you, Whispers, for asking that question. Who's getting abused? I'm it getting abused. She, she, she I'm getting works. abused. Yeah. So I'm it getting abused. Works. Look at this. I get abused. We'll thank get you. Abused. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that, Whispers. Yeah. Before we end, I do have to give
2: uh, our boy a shout-out. Who's that? Razor Red. Oh, granted. it. Yeah. I just want to give a shout-out to our barber, Terrence Razor Red. For our, for always keeping us clean and crispy, crispy, <laughs> crispy. Hey, Thank you, Red. And,
0: and and shout out to Red because he started his own yes, podcast. Yes, Ray. Is that right? What, he got a, a podcast. I was gonna say we it should have him on the show. I think it's like what's what's up what's or, the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal podcast? <laughs> what's the deal podcast? Razor Red, Razor Red. I'm telling you, Razor Razor Red is doing a lot of stuff in the community. He's got yeah. He's yeah. got a basketball court made up for yeah. the kids to give the them to give them some safety to play basketball. Got the lights. Somebody has stolen the <laughs> rims who in the hell want to steal some some kids rims i don't know it's this is crazy gonna, yeah. and so he went and they you know got donated some more rims and uh it's gonna turn out to be nice gonna have some tournaments for the kids there. It's just a safe haven yeah. to yeah. get these kids off the streets and, and to have a place where there's safety they can play without having to worry about getting shot at or you know getting into gang violence you know so he's doing a great job in his little you know is what's the deal
2: What's the deal? Yep, What's podcast. the deal? Yeah. Yes, uh, he's doing. I think, they, I think they just wrapped their first episode last week.
0: Yes, so. yes, he's just starting yeah. out on his podcast, and uh, we had a conversation yesterday. Um, as I told him, you know, like you know, it, it, to get your podcast started, you know, your first four or five shows, you're gonna struggle a little bit. We remember those days. Yeah, I don't remember. It. I don't remember. It, Mark, I'm on, <laughs> I'm on episode ninety five or something right now. I don't even remember having a bad day, you know. But I told him, stay with it stay with it because I think they're having problems with the sound and sure. the yeah. editing oh, yeah, and stuff yeah. and I told him I said hey just stay with it your first four or five shows those are just shows for you to, to get your audience and then I said after that once you figured all the other stuff it'd be easy peasy
1: we even got an in-studio guest now. Sean is yes. our first it's in-studio our first guest. In studio so we're, yes. we're I'm the yeah, person. yeah. Oh my
0: gosh! Yes, yes. The, we we yeah. had we had Kendra Lust coming in, but she was afraid to sit next to Tim. Oh, right. <laughs> pervert! Right. She said she said she said that little creepy guy, the little red guy. No, I don't want to sit next to him. Larry the lobster. Do yeah. I'll do a zoom. I so feel honored. This Thank is you. our first. You are our first official guest. This I is had impressive.
1: to Yeah, so you can actually take the hot sauce on the way out, as opposed to Tim packing it in his little closet. The packet, yeah, yeah.
0: He's Call a hot sauce
1: packer He's, a, ship it, ship
0: it. Yeah. So he's calling me a packer <laughs> yeah. He's a hell of a packer He will pack that hot sauce to you boy. See who, who gets
1: abused here yeah. Wow <laughs> Hey, it's been a blast catching up with our buddy Sean. He's going to do great things over at the On Time Agency. So you're going to see a lot of young high school great prospects signing on with him and Ramon Sessions. So make sure that you follow them. They're going to do some great things ahead. And we're really happy that he came by our luxurious Palatine Studios for (laughs) Episode 95 of Gimme the Hot Sauce.